in a month in Los Angeles, Pittsburgh will be represented in Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, and not just because that's a requirement. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. It'll be Pirates versus Giants tonight, 7.05 p.m. first pitch at PNC Park. I'll be over there covering the game for DK Pittsburgh Sports. We'll see what comes of the weekend. I'm not expecting a whole lot, and nor is that an unreasonable take to have, considering the last time the Pirates were out on a diamond, they were ending a nine-game losing streak. Zach Thompson is pitching for the Pirates. Now, I'm not super big on all-star debates. They don't tend to mean a whole lot in Pittsburgh any more really than, you know, out-of-town scores do. The Pirates only seem to be or feel like they're an incidental participant in the sport for the better part of a season. But then, you know, we're fresh off an off day yesterday, and going back a little further, we're fresh off a year in which the Pirates had not one but two guys out there in the starting lineup with Brian Reynolds in center and Adam Frazier at second base. And maybe that felt like, to some, in, in a hopeful way, as a point of progress for the franchise to have real representatives, uh, guys who legitimately deserve to be there, and then, because of a variety of reasons, ended up being right out there on the field when the game started. Well, we all know that fans of this particular club can never be satisfied for very long. And this season has unfolded in a way where there's been a significant amount of people, and I found this surprising, making cynical suggestions that you know no one should go or there's no one who's deserving. Or that if it isn't Reynolds or Kibrian Hayes, then it can't be anybody. And as you might expect, a lot of this comes from people who don't follow the team very closely. To my mind, for quite a while now, it's been really, really obvious that the Pirates' all-star must be David Bednar. And when I say all-star in the singular, I do mean the singular. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Hayes is having a decent season. Batting 272, not very much pop until recently. Uh, deeply disappointing in ways defensively, certainly as it comes to the old school method of just counting errors. He's got seven of them this year. Not like him at all. Reynolds is completely ablaze 
right now, a pretty much a 500 hitter this month, but for the first two months of the season was way down near 200, showed occasional pop, but didn't look at all like his old self, and in fact raised questions as to whether or not he was going to be one of those every other year type of players. I can't imagine that Reynolds is going to hit his way back into all-star contention for the simple reason that I can't imagine he'll continue hitting 500 this month because he's currently at 257, and that's not going to do it unless you have great power numbers, and of course he doesn't. But Bednar, what is everyone missing here? This, my friends, isn't just one of the best closers, if not the best closer in baseball, as Reynolds dubbed him the other day in St. Louis. This is one of the best pitchers in baseball. If you're familiar with the advanced stat war, wins above replacement player, there are only two relievers who make it onto this catch-all list out of the top 25. And they are, sorry to bring this up, Clay Holmes of the Yankees, and Bednar, both of whom have been outrageously good for their respective teams. In Bednar's case, he's got a 1.15 ERA, and I always bark back when anyone cites ERA for a reliever because they tend to do it in short spurts, but if it's over the course of a full season, or in this case, nearly half a season, it's a fair comparative number to put against other pitchers, and he's one of the very best. The stat that I prefer to utilize for relievers, because it applies in both short and long spans, is whip, walks, and hits per inning pitched. Bednar is at 0.79. It takes like an act of God just to get on base against the kid. Now, he's only got the 11 saves, which is probably why he doesn't get more recognition around baseball. When you're put into situations like the one he was handed, and beautifully so by Derek Shelton at Dodger Stadium a couple of weeks ago, and you go out there against that lineup and run up a pitch count of 50 and just mow them all down, that's the kind of stuff that gets you noticed because now you're on baseball tonight. Now you're on MLB Network, and everybody's fussing about the great closer in Pittsburgh. Well, problem is, he also gets used in blowout losses, as we saw three nights ago in St. Louis. Because the team isn't very good. You can't have save opportunities on a team that's, you know, not giving you save opportunities because it doesn't have enough leads. And the best part about... Sending Bednar to L.A., in addition to the fact that he's already had his best moment of the season on that particular mound, is that unlike some all-stars from losing teams, he's eminently deserving, and this is the part that I like best, he hasn't just done it for a couple months or for half a season. We've seen guys do that before. Remember Evan Meek? I'm going way back here. Really loved Evan. This is no knock on him, but he made it to the All-Star game as a setup guy, not as the closer. Now, he had out-of-this-world statistics, but he was still the setup guy. Also, he was the setup guy in the context of 
having had a couple of really great months. Bednar has been doing this ever since he showed up. He's the real deal, and this is going to feel a lot more like it did for Reynolds last year, where you say, hey, he's been noticed around here for a while. It's about time everyone else did. That, that is how you send your best player. That's what Bednar is to the All-Star game. When we come back, day one Q. Today's J1Q comes from Bruce Nesbitt, and it's about as simple as it comes. Is O'Neal Cruz going to be in Friday's lineup? No, Bruce, I would think not. I don't know why anymore. I don't know about this Super 2 deadline, to be specific, because that's all this can be about now. We are seeing pretty much the entirety of the Indianapolis roster and even some of the Altoona roster getting called up around Cruz while he's still just sitting there waiting his turn. And oh, by the way, also hitting really well. There are no developmental issues. There is no baseball reason to have him down. I had a conversation yesterday with an American League scout I've known forever, who recently saw Cruz in the minors and said there's nothing keeping him down there other than Super 2. Everybody knows it. But the problem with Super 2 is that once you've committed to it, there's still no definitive date. It's not like it's kept secret. It's based on a formula that takes X number of years and averages them out or something. I'm not even sure I understand it. But you don't know for sure if you fulfilled the requirement until a lot of time passes. I will repeat that I believe this is wrong. I was very much in favor of the Pirates sending Cruz back to the minors at the start of the season because that would guarantee that he'd have his rights retained for an additional full year before going to free agency. That's not what this is. This is about saving money four or five years from now. And that really shouldn't be your motivation. It just shouldn't. Now, another factor on top of that, not as an aside, but on top of what I just explained, somewhat, not all that great, is that Cruz did come up for a weekend to end Last season, as everyone recalls, hit the home run at PNC Park and all that other fun stuff. But that also counts just those three days or whatever he was up for. I don't think it was much more than that. I believe it was three days. Three days of service time count. So they might have to go an additional three days like this series against the Giants or something like that. Honestly, when he gets here, he gets here. They're taking the cheap route. Let's not any of us act surprised by this. But, you know, in the same breath, let's also not make it okay. It's not. It's not. It stinks. 
I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, and we will have another one of these on Monday. Have a terrific weekend.